miss his money line. His money line. His money line. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Nice camera action. Hello, world. Welcome into a special Father's Day edition of Moneyline in studio with none other than the statistician, my partner in grind, at Josh Jordan 975 is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Happy Father's Day, my man. I appreciate that. It's a special day. I hope you get the barbecue pits going right now. I hope there's a charcoal in the air. I could smell it now. What I could smell some jams for the next two hours. Rocking this thing from 10 to noon every single Sunday at Carlson Radios, where you can find them on Twitter. Andrew! Morning, guys. How y'all doing today? We're good, bud. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. Well, let's jump right in because... Yesterday, we were involved in Copa America betting. Um, if you're listening out there and you're part of the Bookie Busters, at Moneyline975, you can hit us on Twitter if you're part of that family because we have a lot to talk about from those games, but also from... I was so involved in those games in the Columbia match that when I, I finally get out of the soccer world and I see a big trade in the NBA world. So we'll get into that. 713-780-3776. Did you catch any of the soccer games yesterday? I know you bet them. I did not. I, I did bet them, but I did not actually get to watch them. So I did the old check my account later on my phone kind of thing. So I, I was a little busy yesterday. Did some of the, the Father's Day stuff a little early. So I had some family stuff going on. I like it. I like it. Well, either way, not to even get into too much soccer talk here, but we went one and one. The Columbia bets that we threw out all day long, they ended up coming through upset on Argentina. But like the news that came through during all that, I get it was crazy. You know, I happen to be a Laker fan. You know? Really? Yes. I didn't know that. My son's name's Kobe. Oh, okay. So I get off of there, uh, that game, and I got text saying, man, crazy stuff. And I thought they were talking about the, the Columbia game. So I'm, I'm, I'm responding with soccer things, and they're like, dude, do you not know? I'm like, no, what? And they say, Anthony Davis is on the Los Angeles Lakers. What are your thoughts about that? Man, well, you get two top five guys on one team. Now the Lakers are going to look like a – Really nice destination for another free agent. So, man, Lakers looking good for next year. You got to be happy about that. LeBron's getting some help. We'll see how it goes. It's it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. It's in the middle of summer, so it's nice to get you know some breaking news, some interesting stuff to talk about. It didn't come cheap. It came at the expense of Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. And three picks, including one that's this year, the fourth overall selection, giving them two top four picks this year. It's a big call. It's a big call, but I guess with everything that's going on, and I'm not saying this is what led it because we know that Anthony Davis has been talking about L.A. back in January, February. You know what I mean? Somewhere around there, he started already announcing it. So it's known that he wanted to go there, but 
with the Warriors, how they are, and we're going to get into that. It's a lot's happened since we last spoke. <laughs> that's right. I couldn't. You couldn't pay me to to, to think to that. That's the way that things were to broke down. Last time we spoke, we didn't know what was going to happen. Two injuries later, here we are, and it's only been a week span since we last spoke. A week. It looks like the Warriors dynasty's done, dead. And I won't say dead, but it's it's yeah, right. It, it looks bad. It is no, and and there's. It makes you think, what's next? What's next? Because if anything, it at least gives you a hope that it's, things are maybe a little bit more open. Oh, you, no doubt. You already knew or thought, let's say, let's thought, it's a thought that KD was going to leave. Now, uh, Clay won't be there for a while. Is that the door's open? It is. is. I, you know, sometimes ACLs, you can get back in like nine months. So. You know, maybe Clay could be available for the playoffs next All-star year. All star break, post yeah. All star. But again, is that going to be enough? Are they, can Curry and they don't have that much money to work with? No, but we saw how far they went this year. I mean, I think they'll be okay, but I don't think they're winning the championship again. Now, Brian Winhorse came out and said it's something that's very interesting to me because. I didn't really think about this, and, you know, his, his work's pretty strong. He's pretty well-connected. Let's see what he had to say. So if there was no injuries, if both players were 100% healthy, and you could only call one person at midnight on June 30th or now at 6 o'clock, mm-hmm. their first call would be to Clay, because the most important thing for them is to lock down the, the, the Splash Brothers. Even if they have to retrofit, you'd have two uh, Hall of Famers in their prime going forward. But it is my understanding in talking to people at the Warriors organization that their intention is to continue and offer Kevin Durant a full five-year max contract and to offer Clay a full five-year max contract. Those two decisions would put their payroll next year, including luxury taxes, at over $350 million. And they're going to be able to pay for it because they're going to move, sadly, for Oakland, but across the bay to a cash cow arena, which is going to increase their team revenue by enough to pay for it. Exactly. Um, so... In their devastation today, and they are going to be very sad, they are not, like Draymond and Steph said, they are not giving up on the core of this team. And the question now becomes, KD, does Clay's injury affect the way he looks at his, his recovery? That's something that I'm sure they're going to be talking about in the next coming days, that they could potentially rehab together and return together in a, in a year and basically have a whole different story arc around their careers. Man, that's a lot of money they're spending. And that's why I said earlier, I said, you know, I mentioned they don't have money, but with the tax, the way it's going to hit them, at this point, they don't care because they know revenue is going to come in. But that's a big risk, isn't it, guys? It is. It's injured guys. But, I mean, Durant can opt in, so they don't really have control over that. I mean, if you sign both those guys back to the team, you're in my opinion, essentially punting on next season because you're putting 75-odd million in cap space, not to count the luxury tax that you're going to have to pay on those contracts. You're putting $75 million in cap space that you can build your team with into two guys that you know basically aren't going to play the entire regular season and in KD's case, probably aren't going to play even in the postseason. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a big risk. That's why when I heard it, I, I wanted to see you guys th- your guys' thoughts because... It's a huge, huge risk. It's crazy that we're even talking about this because I never thought that was – I wouldn't do it that way personally. But to each his own, now going back to Anthony Davis, does this make the Lakers a contender right off the top? Because 
they moved in Vegas odds from 400 plus 400 to about 350. So not not too big of a move because it was known that the Lakers were going to make some moves, and this was kind of out there, but they didn't know if they could pull that off. So now that they did, they were able to keep Kyle Kuzma. That's big. That was huge. So now where they're at money-wise – and now it all depends when this deal goes down. If it goes down by July 6th, it's a different amount of money. If it goes down, if they wait all the way to the 30th, they get even more money. Now there's a $4 million bonus that needs to pay, be paid out a trade thing for, for uh, Anthony Davis. And that's going to be paid out by the Lakers. So if they wait, if this deal gets done before July 6th, their options of getting those max type players, let's say a, let's say a, Kemba Walker or Kyrie is kind of out the door. They don't have their they'll have to break up what they have that money and get a smaller type guy. Now, if they wait and maybe one of those players decides to say, hey, I'll take a I'll take let's call it a haircut right now. You know, that's what they're saying. I'll take that right now to join AD and LeBron. Would you do that as a superstar? It just depends, right? How much money you've made over your career, how much success you've had in the playoffs i think it's gonna you know every guy's gonna have a different outlook at that right depends on their specific situation because a big three is what we've gotten accustomed to now but do they need is lebron ad kuzma and a few because a few other role players that they'll have to get is that enough or do they need a big name I mean, it's L.A., so people are going to want to go there no matter what. It's the Lakers, right? You know, and you make up some money in endorsements that you don't get in contracts when you play on LeBron's team and you play in L.A. There's other benefits to doing that. Um, Of course, you are going to have to pay state tax out there, but I mean, they're going to be they're going to have a good shot at it, man. We'll see what happens with Kawhi. You know, if he goes to the Clippers or something like that. You know, the West is wide open. It it really is this year, and it makes you wonder with the Rockets. you know, we're hearing these reports that Chris Paul wants out. Have you seen that? Stephen A. was reporting yeah, that. Yeah, well, and again, man, we, we, you, it's tough to say, oh, okay, Stephen A. Smith said it. It's true. Right. But then again, it's it's like, yeah, you want out, but who who wants you? Right. Because it's not just as simple as saying, yeah, you want out. It's We could find an easy deal for this. It's going to be some work to find a spot with that contract. It's not just going to be that easy. But again, I don't want to just run with the narrative. Oh, yeah, Stephen A. Smith said it, and it's true, and he wants out of here. It's That's a big thing to say, just one year coming off of what he was saying last year when he got all this money. I mean, this late into his career, a little comfortable here now. I I don't think there's that much beef enough to where he just says, man, forget Houston. I'm one out of here. Uh, at this age, I'd rather go start over somewhere else. Or or what, does he think he's going to uh, to go land on a team that's already con- – you know what I mean? It, it doesn't make that much sense to me just straight off off the top to say, now, it, he knows better than I do. He has more context, but I want to see a little bit more of it before we just say, yeah, that's exactly how it's going down. It's concerning, right? Because, Andrew, you're a big Rockets fan. It's been a bleep show this offseason, right? With the D'Antoni, is he staying or is he going? With the Chris Paul, James reported drama. It's just in Capella's on the trade block, so you're hearing stuff about him. We talked about this on Sports Map. Everybody go check out Sports Map. We did a video about it. But are they messing up by blowing up the team right now? I mean, now that the West is kind of wide open, is a Rockets fan like Andrew? Do you think maybe they have a shot if they if they bring these guys back, or have we seen this movie before and it's time to try something different? 
I mean, I was for keeping the team relatively together just because I don't see the sources of improvement you're going to get by trading away a Chris Paul or Capella. Capella is really the only source of internal improvement this team has. He's a young athletic center who admittedly had an awful series against Golden State, but his ceiling has still yet to be reached. For a lot of the other players on the team, they're not getting any better, and I don't think you would get all that much back in a trade for them unless you're trading James Harden, at which point then you'd just be blowing everything up. So obviously that's not going to happen. I think you've got to run it back, and I know it sucks Hashtag, to say that again. Yeah. <laughs> but run it back again. <laughs> run it back again because I don't see any better options out there. Obviously, I'm sure Morey is exploring everything he can, but realistically, what are you getting for Chris Paul? Mm-mm. You're not getting value. No, and and coming off of uh, 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 just last year, giving these big contracts to Capella and to Paul, and it's yes, wishful thinking. Okay, a mistake was maybe made on the Paul side. Capella, I don't think that was so much of a mistake. Just one series doesn't define him. I think he'll he's young enough to learn. He's athletic enough. He'll he'll learn. He'll learn from that, and he'll be better for it. I think, in my opinion. But when you make those kind of let's say mistakes. You can't just go the very next year and say, okay, sorry, let's do this over. Let's start moving things. It's not that easy. It's not that easy when you give an old Chris Paul that kind of money. Now you have to swallow the pill and work with it. I know it's real easy, and, and a lot of people go up, and, and it's it's a lot of negative about it and stuff. And, you know I mean? I'm not a, I'm not even a Rockets fan. You know me. I, I, sure. I work in the city. I, I go and cover them sometimes. So I just want to see good basketball. And whatever that is, whatever steps it takes to get there, I'm all along the board. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776 at Moneyline 97.5, where you can find us on Twitter at Josh Jordan 97.5 at Carlson Radio. And your boy Jerry Bowe knows the Z is back, the Z is freed. Now, we have a special guest in studio right now. The other day, uh, last week, I was able to attend Texans minicamp, you know, covering the Texans. And one thing stood out fr- from that. You know, everyone out there that, that's followed my story, you know, I'm, I'm a little from the struggle myself. And, and I always try to push dreams and, and, you know, things that people say cliche, but it, it depends who it comes from, you know. And I've tried to say that I've come from 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 humble beginnings and I'm chasing a dream. And whenever I heard wide receiver, Texans wide receiver, listen to the ring of that Texans wide receiver, Floyd Allen, give his story after minicamp. He came up there. The press asked him many questions. I had heard about your story, Floyd, and I said I wanted to know more. And whenever I heard the words coming out of your mouth, I felt it. Uh, I know. I think I'm a good judge of character whenever, you know, you hear someone and you say, man, he's just up there just spitting some words for the media or that guy right there. 
he's humble. He's everything that I that I love. And I reached out to Floyd Allen and I said, hey, man, I have to have you on this show. The The Moneyline people need you, the listeners of ESPN 97.5. So without further ado, Floyd Allen, wide receiver from the Houston Texans. That sounds great, doesn't it? Uh, it's a blessing. Uh, just the fact that, you know, I had the opportunity you know, to be a Texan is always a dream come true. Knowing where I came from is it's almost surreal. Uh, Every day I wake up and I walk through the facility, I just have one of those moments where I'm like, man, this is real. Like, this is not a dream. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, I have to pinch myself to realize, like, man, this is no joke. Like, you know, I'm in the NFL. So you're a Houston native, right? You went to Nimitz? Yes, sir, Nimitz High School. So let's start there. What was that like? Uh, Nimitz High School was uh, one of the uh, lower city uh, high schools. We didn't have too much money, but we just had a lot of great athletes. So, you know, I had teammates like Jonathan Banks, uh, Martinez here, Daryl Stewart, Lonnie Strambler, you know, a lot of good athletes. You know, we just weren't just the best team collectively, but, you know, as athletes themselves, you know, we just you know, did what we could. So as a high school athlete, once you're about to graduate, did you have – how did you know that you were ready to play on the next level? Were you getting calls? Were you getting offers for to go to, 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 go to the next level? Uh, I knew I had – you know, the talent to uh, play at the next level. Uh, just, you know, reached, you know, one of those unfortunate events where, you know, I tore my ACL. So I knew the next level was possible, but, you know, I just knew I had to go through a couple steps before, you know, I could get to the highest you know, level that I wanted to. We have Floyd Allen on in studio right now, 713-780-3776, if you want to ask any questions. Now, your stories made national headlines for the reason that they said. Anything can happen. Dreams are possible because Floyd Allen was homeless. Tell the people a little bit about that. Uh, again, I was, you know, I was homeless for like two to three weeks. You know, I was transitioning from one junior college to another. And, you know, at the time, you know, I was just sleeping in my car. And, you know, that was probably one of the toughest times that, you know, I've had to deal with in my life just because, you know, I get so wrapped up in, you know, chasing this dream that, you know, sometimes, you know, you wake up and you kind of question, you know, how much do you really want it? And it's funny, I always, you know, pray that night, you know, if God woke me up the next morning, then, you know, that means that's an opportunity for me to chase my dreams. And, you know, to this day, you know, my light's still shining. So, you know, I'm just happy to be here, happy to have the chance to chase this dream. And now that it's a reality, you know, I'm just trying to make the best of every opportunity. You know, being in, in sports media and in radio, it's a competitive uh, it's a competitive environment. I couldn't um, begin to imagine what it is chasing the dream to go to the NFL. And I guess I know that you were you you had that injury. You, and I've heard that you had to work at McDonald's for a while. And how hard is it to not stop chasing the dream and say, "Hey, I'm just not going to be able to play football." And I know you said your parents were a big, big uh, support system for you. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit more about that today, being Father's Day. It's a it's a special it's a special day. Yeah, uh, my pops, who uh, is my stepdad, but he's been in my life my whole life, and he's part of the reason you know why that you know. And yeah, shout out to you, pops, man. Happy Father's Day. But um, yeah, he's part of the he's a big part of the reason why I am the way I am today. Uh, like for a lot of people, they they ask you know how come you never told your parents you know that you were homeless when I was in California, and I guess for me like I knew how hard my pops worked. You know to help you know support me and my sister and my mom, and I knew the strength that he he always showed me, and you know I just wanted to you know 
portray that same strength. You know, I just I knew bad time. I knew I was in a bad time, but you know, bad times never last forever. So that was just my whole mindset. You know, he's done so much for us. So in my head, I was like, you know, if pops can make it through, you know, any situation, you know, why not? You know, show show him that you know all the stuff that he's taught you, you know, has has worked. And for the most part, you know, it has. You know, again, I had my moments when you know. I was struggling where, you know, I broke down crying, you know, I, I, cause you know, it, I've always, you know, had a tough persona, you know, I've always been tough, but you know, there's those moments where, you know, you got to break down and cry, you got to break down and, you know, you got to, you got to let those emotions out. But at the same time, you know, you know, like again, bad times don't last forever. And that's why I wanted to have you in studio, man. Whenever I reached out, I made it real. I did it in some non-business. Like I told you, I'm from that struggle, man, and you stuck out, and I'm always going to be in your corner no matter where you go now. And that's why we wanted to bring you here on Moneyline so you guys can hear this story. And like I said, it's a special day. I know you talked about your parents so much, so whenever you reached out, reached back to me, uh, I really appreciated that. So let's get into Ole Miss. What was uh, people out there, uh, if you don't know, the NWO, Nasty Wideouts. That's what the old Miss guys are known as. What is was it like playing with, let's say, a DK Metcalf? Uh, well, when I first came in, uh, we had guys like Trey Nixon, uh, DK, AJ, Lodge, uh, Braylon Sanders, um, uh, Van Jefferson. So I remember when I first, you know, got before I even stepped on campus, you know, I, you know, I want to see who my teammates are. So you know, I googled everybody, and I kid you not, nobody in that room was under a three star. Wow. Nobody under that room was a three-star. Everybody was a, either highly touted or just a freak athlete. And initially, it was a little nerve-wracking because, you know, me being a uh, no-star athlete who's been to walk on to the best receiver corner in the country, it, it was a little nerve-wracking. But, again, my pops, like, again, he, he's instilled in me, like, competition is everything. Yeah. You know, I've always, I've always been a big fan of, you know, I want everybody to be at their best because I want to test you against my best. I want to see why I stack up against the best. And when I first got in there, like I said, a little nerve-wracking. Then once I got in there, I realized, like, man, these guys are special. But, you know, I'm here. Like, you know, Coach Pillar, you know, he brought me in because he's seen that I was special as well. So my whole goal every day was just to show these guys, like, hey, man, you're, you're just as special as they are. So it was, it, it was a blessing. Uh, I remember I, I used this uh, – this analogy all the time, like, man, that's a room full of sharks. The NWO is a room full of sharks. If you go in there and you, you act like a goldfish, you're going to be seen as a goldfish. So that was my, like, they taught me a lot about just, you know, competition and just, you know, always rising to, you know, the next level and always getting better and better. So that's probably it. So you got to think that experience probably helped you, right, when you made the transition to walking in the Texans' locker room, right? And you got Hopkins in there and Will Fuller. It's kind of the same kind of transition over again, right? Like there are some dudes in this locker room. Like I want to go show them I can play too. And, and again, that's just my, my biggest thing. Like, you know, D-Hop is, you know, had no drops last year. You know, that, that is crazy. <laughs> is that so, good? That, that is special. <laughs> so, again, that – Seeing how special he is, you know, it, it, it gives me an excitement into me. It, it just makes me excited. It just makes me like, okay, you know, whenever, you know, he's at practice, let me let me show him, like, you know, I don't drop nothing either. Or <laughs> or seeing Will, you know, speed and route running, you know, I'm showing him, like, okay, you know, he, he's fast. So, you know, I'm not 4-3-3 fast, <laughs> but, you know, let me show him I can run too. So I just you know, want to show the guys in the room that, you know, that, you know, I can compete and I can, you know, help this team at every level. 
what would you say? Are you more of an outside guy? Are you play inside, slot? What uh, What have you kind of done in your past the most? Uh, I've been always more of a slot guy just because of my uh, my height. But you know, I feel like you know with my my talent and you know, my willingness to learn, I can play it. You know, slot outside. You know, in any position that you know I'm asked. Well, that's a, I mean, the Texan system with that kind of Patriot system, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, they use the slot guys a lot. We saw Kiki QT get going last year. So that could be great for you. They throw the ball a lot inside. That's how the offense is designed. Yeah. Uh, again, Kiki's one of those guys yeah. that, you know, coming in, I knew he was really good. So, you know, every time I'm at practice, you know, I like to watch him just to, you know, kind of see what moves that he uses and, you know, just. Every time he does a move that's real good, you know, I always look at him and I kind of do a little motion like, you know, I'm putting that move into my bag. So, <laughs> Well, we'll be back next segment. We have Floyd Allen, Houston Texans wide receiver. I love the way it sounds. You see how I hesitate because I love the way it sounds. I love that you're making your dreams into a reality. And that's what we do here every single Sunday morning. You're listening to Monday Line ESPN 97.5. You the only father that I ever knew I get my pregnant, I'ma be a better you Prophecies that I made way back in the veil Fulfill, listen even back when we was broke my ESPN 97.5 You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 was where you can find us, just a squad in the building on a beautiful Father's Day Sunday at Josh Jordan 97.5 at Carlson Radio at Jerry Bone Knows and we have a special guest in studio Texans wide receiver Floyd Allen at Legendary Grind is where you can find him on Twitter we spoke a little bit last segment about the transition to Ole Miss and seeing those big names those big name receivers and you saying you know what I belong as well and then now you're transitioned to seeing guys like Hopkins but my question is I know that playing football throughout your lifetime you've played with many quarterbacks but what's it like playing with Deshaun Watson uh, practicing with him and getting to see his mind his beautiful football mind that he has what is that like um Honestly, it's pretty dope uh, to see how much, you know, he loves the game and see how smart he is. is It's kind of different. Uh, you know, I've always had pretty good quarterbacks, and but just seeing him and, like, seeing him in motion and seeing him, like, call out coverages and switch up plays and stuff like that. And, like, midst of, you know, we got only got, like, 24 uh, second, No, not 24, but we know we only got a, a certain amount of time. So, and I'm just seeing him change the play. Change, look at the coverage, change the play again. I'm just like, man, he's seeing all this so fast. And I'm just like, and I only got to worry about, you know, my, my route and, you know, just knowing if he changes it. But he has to worry about everybody. So I just think that's pretty dope. Yeah, no, I can only imagine Watson. We know that he's very intelligent. But being in that huddle, that's a whole different story. Yeah, and, you know, Deshaun was coming off the ACL last preseason. You know, this year he's healthy. He's getting all those extra reps that he didn't get. You know, he had to kind of – Take it easy. We wanted to make sure that knee was okay. Are you seeing him progress? Is it coming on fast with him? I imagine it is. All the all the repetitions he's getting. Uh, for the most part, again, he's just you know just doing what he does. He's just you know one of those players who's very special. So 
know, just seeing him, you know, in motion is always just, like, pretty dope to see, you know. Again, like like I said, I, I find myself just watching him, like, you know, during uh, meetings and seeing how he calls it out, see how he sees everything. It's just like, man, dude knows what he's talking about. Like, dude, this is crazy. He's a leader. Yeah. A guy that you can follow mm-hmm. to, the, to, the, to the war. You know what I'm saying? He, he said, we're going to run through a wall. Look, we're going through full speed. I love it. Floyd Allen. Texans wide receiver in studio. You have any questions? Anything you want to shoot at him? Any off-season Texan stuff that you want to? Because what's what's the next step? Training camp. When does that start? Uh, training camp starts uh, towards the end of July. I I feel I start sweating just thinking about that because it's gonna be hot. <laughs> oh yes, sir. But you're a Houston guy, so you're well accustomed to it. Oh yes, sir. I'm, I'm used to the uh, the Houston summers. You know. They get they get hot, you know, so hot outside, you know, you can fry an egg on the concrete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I want to know what's next in the world of Floyd Allen. For everything that you've gone through, all the grind, all the struggle, is there something that you maybe want to do as far as giving back to the to the fans, to maybe not even the fans, just to somebody maybe out there needing help uh, to the homeless, you know, people? Uh, is there something that you have planned? Uh, nothing as of yet. You know, again, there's a lot of things I want to do. But, you know, again, right now I'm pretty much, you know, locked in on football, you know, just doing my best, trying to, you know, be an excellent teammate, you know, make the 53-man roster and just help the team in any way possible. But, you know, again, you know, giving back to the homeless, uh, I always said that, you know, I wanted to start my own camp, you know, for, you know, kids back in my old neighborhood, you know, who who are really talented, you know, have, you know, tremendous talent, but, you know, don't really have an opportunity to showcase their skill. And, you know, for me, when I was in junior college, you know, I had talent, but, you know, it was hard to find places to, you know, showcase my skills. So, you know, why not, you know, use my platform to, you know, help somebody out that, you know, you know, get an opportunity that, you know, that I've been, I searched for when I was in junior college. So, And I say that loosely because I don't want to make it, like everyone out there listening, you know, I try to be a realist and I don't want to make it just, let's concentrate on the homeless because it was only for a few weeks. That's just a part of the, uh, the recipe that took you to get here. Uh, it, it's more the aspects of how you said coming up, you know, maybe not all the way wealthy and needing more opportunities coming up. And, and you know, there's probably kids out there right now that, that can ball, that got, some, that got some real skill and maybe don't have the, the opportunities others do to get to the level because of money-wise or, or, or saying, you know what, I have to stop chasing this dream. I got to go get a real job. When you went to uh, to Old Miss, you had a coach that reached out to you when you were at a junior college, right? Is that correct, uh, Coach Peeler? Yeah. Yes, sir. Talk about that, like how you guys kind of reconnected, and then you ended up at Old Miss. Yeah, Coach Peeler, that's my guy right there. Uh, I remember me and a teammate, uh, Connor Miller, we uh, drove like six and a half hours up to uh, Cal Berkeley uh, for a junior college camp, and and that that goes the whole story about the neon hat and. Uh, I remember, you know, after we got done, you know, he was trying to get all my information, and you know, we kept in contact for about a couple of weeks. Then, you know, then all of a sudden, I seen the headline that, you know, they, he had got released from his job. So, you know, I know on how that is. You know, I just, you know, sent him a message. Then a couple of weeks later, after that, you know, I seen he got his job at Ole Miss, and me in my head, I'm thinking like, you know, Ole Miss, SEC. You know, if you're not six foot and up, you know, there ain't no chance that you making it there. So. You know, I just shot him a message like, hey, coach, you know, congratulations on getting a job, man. You deserve it. And maybe I think like a couple of days later, he hit me, up, hit me back saying like, hey, Floyd, man, I heard uh, I heard the news about your injury because I ended up getting injured uh, my going into my second season of junior college. And he was just like, you know, 
right now we don't have any scholarships, but, you know, if you're still looking for opportunity to play, you know, we would love for you to walk on at Ole Miss. And when I seen that, I was I, I was in shock because I was like, man, this ain't no way this for real. Like, I'm thinking, like, I had to go check his page again, make sure it wasn't a fake page. <laughs> I was like, man, ain't no way this is real. And, you know, once I found out it was real, I remember, uh, like, a couple of my teammates that I was staying with at the time, they just seen me running around the house. It's like, what's going on? What's going on? I was like, man, I got an opportunity to walk on that old Miss. And, again, they were they were happy for me because, again, you know, we all come from the same struggle. So, you know, once one person, you know, yeah. gets a little bit of success or, you know, gets an opportunity to chase their dreams, then they, then we, it seems like a win for all of us. Exactly. So. Exactly. And that's what it's about. Again, when I heard your story, I said, hey, that's a win for all of us if we get him on here because it's real simple when you tune in on Sundays and you see these stars. But there's a backstory to all these guys. They They came from somewhere. And we're so glad to have you on here today on a Father's Day Sunday, Floyd Allen. Shout out to your uh, shout to out your to dad, yeah, for sure. Happy Father's Day to him. And like I said, thanks again for coming in. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, just finally, I would like to say, you see the NFL now that the guys that aren't six three two twenty are making a huge impact. Guys like Odell Beckham and Antonio Brown. What do you think it is? Is there? Is the NFL kind of moving that way? That might be good for you. Like you said, you're not one of the, the huge guys like DK Metcalf, but it looks like the NFL, they're utilizing those guys a lot more now. Yeah, and I, uh, that's probably one of the biggest things is that, you know, like again, that gives me, you know, a little bit of sense that, you know, I can play at the outside. Yeah. Again, Odell is not, you know, six, he's not six foot three or nothing like that. Neither is Antonio Brown. So, you know, seeing guys like that, you know, at those statures, you know, be very successful, you know, shows me like, you know, I, you know, if I put the work in and, you know, I, you know, show the coaches like, hey, you know, even though, you know, he's about 5'10", let's put him out there. You know, we know his skill set. You know, he can run routes. You know, he has good releases and he can catch the ball. So we put him out there. We know for sure, like, hey, you know, he's going to win that battle out there. So no doubt. Are those two of the guys that you like to watch? Are there any other receivers you like watching in the NFL you're a big fan of? I'm, I kid you not, I'm a big fan of, Almost everybody, because uh, I feel like everybody has a part of the game that makes them successful. So for me, you know, I'd like to take things out of the, their game sure. and just add it to mine. So like guys like Keenan Allen, yeah. Stephon Diggs, you know, Odell, Antonio Brown, like guys like even Hop, like seeing how how well Hop catches the ball and see how he makes hard catches look so easy, it just made me like okay, let me let me try to you know work some drill or something like that, or just seeing how he you know and you know I would. Looking forward to getting a chance to really just sit down with him, talk to him, and just figure out you know, how does he make everything look so easy. So, have you had time to be able to sit down and talk to him and maybe pick up a little bit of uh, tips from him? Uh, not, not as of yet. You know, our schedule is so you know concrete and compact that you know you got to be here at a certain time, you got to be there at a certain time, and you know the vets, you know, they leave a little, they leave a lot earlier than the rookies. So, you know, I haven't got a chance yet, but you know, I'm really looking forward to it. Well. We got the story that I wanted to get out to the people. I told you we needed to get this story out. It's a it's a story of belief. It's a story of uh, keep fighting for whatever you want in life. If you believe that you were going to get to the league and that you were going to get there, however it was, whether it was having to work at McDonald's, uh, how you, I've heard about that, how maybe sleeping in your, what was it, a 2,200 cord? Yes, sir. A 2,200 cord, just lay it back. Hey, you were sleeping good because – you knew that you were about to get up the next day and and, and Lord look for ball. You know what I mean? You knew that that was in your future and the future is now. The present is now, man. And we're everyone here at the station is now 
on behind you, man. So, like I say from the Moneyline Squad, man, I appreciate you showing up today on a Father's Day Sunday, and I can never thank you enough for that. I'm Team Floyd. Yes, sir. Thank you again. Thank you all for the opportunity. I'm glad to be here. All right. Thanks for swinging by. We're up against it. We'll be right back. You're listening to Moneyline. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline 97.5 at Josh Jordan 97.5 at Carlson Radio at Jerry Bowe Knows and my man Hector out there making sure that the podcast get put up on time and that everything gets routed correctly. Last segment, if you didn't listen to it, go back on Podcast Arena. We had Floyd Allen from the Houston Texans wide receiver, a Houston native, a Houston guy, and someone that's made headlines for for a bunch of different reasons as far as his story. And a story about, hey, you can struggle, but if you really believe in your skill set and you really believe, then you can make it. I'm excited to watch him. You know, now I have somebody to root for that I want to watch in camp. And I'm excited. And the Texans need some depth at receiver. We've seen them had a lot of injuries and having to, you know, put some guys in that, I mean, there were some points, I think, in that Seattle game, either a year or two ago, there were, I don't even think they had enough receivers to go. So it, that would be great if they got a little depth here. And, you know, Kiki QT's, you know, he dealt with some injuries last year. Will Fuller's coming back from the ACL. So I'd love Floyd to come in here and he might get a shot to play. No, you know, he really might. That's how he first caught my eye. Yeah. I said, I, I heard him in the, in the, in the interview after the mini camp, but during mini camp, he was flying out there. And, and I remember saying, who is that? And I looked on the roster sheet and it said Floyd Allen. And I started, that's when I went and Googled his name and I saw that's the first thing I saw. And again, that's why I want to make sure that we don't just focus on, because that's what national headlines will do. They'll run with the, oh, he was a homeless guy and everything. No, that's the first thing when I Googled his name, that's the first thing that popped up. That's just a part of his story. I like to more focus on a guy that never gave up, a guy that that said, hey, uh, through going through a few different JUCOs and then, you know what I mean? Uh, sh- uh, a thing like uh, how they say, shoot your shot, uh, you know, making sure as soon as his old coach uh, got a new job he reached out saying man you deserve it and whatnot and before you know it they're hitting you back saying well you need to come walk on to an sec team yes that's the thing right relationships are everything you get you know you you got to keep in contact with these people and he, and he was smart to reach out and obviously the coach knew he could play you know they're not bringing in guys that can't play so th- that worked out great texans can use some help you know, they didn't really go out and address receiver heavily in the draft. So, you know, they're going to have to rely on guys like Floyd. So we wish him the best. It'll be fun to watch him. He's going to be a great story. I'm looking forward, you know, to preseason games, you know, getting a good look. And, of course, we'll be out there at practice a little little later in the year when they get going. But, no, it's exciting. And I'm excited to see what the Texans can do this year. I, You know, it's going to be tough. It's a tough division. We know the Colts are going to be good. But, you know, the thing we were talking about with Floyd is – 
you know, about Deshaun Watson getting all these extra reps. And I think that's going to make a big difference this year. I think we're going to see a jump from him. And if the offense can just kind of take a small step forward. And, and stay know, healthy. And stay healthy. And, you know, if they can protect Deshaun a little the better. Wide receiver, yes. The wide receiver group. Other than Hopkins, if you can get everyone to stay healthy. And, again, having Floyd Allen on, on this is on this roster could be big. And his moment could be there because they the Texans have had injury issues at that at that position but again i want to i want to spend a positive light on it and uh, and i love the way he talked about watson being intelligent and the way it leaves you in awe you know what i mean being right. in that meeting and just hearing him uh, be the leader that he is you see it you get to see that on the field whenever he's doing his pre-snap stuff but to to see it actually in the workroom with the no cameras no nothing and hearing someone that's 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 been there and saying man he's amazing and what I, I like what Floyd talked about, we asked him to you know name some receivers that he liked watching, and he named a bunch of dudes that weren't real similar to each other. You know, it was Keenan Allen, Odell Beckham, you know, guys with different body types, different skill sets. And what he said was, you know, interesting to me that he's like, I like to kind of to pick, you put know, it in for, the bag, yeah, put said. it in my bag of tricks. You know, what's this guy really good at? I'm trying to take that. What's this guy really good at? I'm going to try and take that. So man, that's a, that's a smart way to do it. You know, that's how you, that's how you learn. That's how you get better. And that's how you have a diverse skill set. Again, if you want to go back to listen to that interview, it was fantastic. Go back on podcast arena and it's, it's everything you want to hear as far as not just what you see on a Sunday when you see the superstars come out there, you, you want to hear of what's it like just being a regular guy from, from here, from Houston, from Nimitz and having a struggle to get there as far as injuries wise and having to go to Juco and getting your shot as a walk on. And then now getting your shot with the Houston Texans. And you know what? We're, you know, we have to talk about this a little bit. It looks like the Texans aren't going to hire a GM. And so they're going to wait. They're just going to kind of keep it the way they have it right now with Bill and uh, Chris Olsen kind of doing the money. And, you know, O'Brien will do his thing. And I think this kind of helps a guy like Floyd, right? Because when a new GM comes in, they kind of have their guys, exactly, right? Exactly. And, you know, and obviously, you know, Bill was a part, you know, Bill O'Brien, I'm talking about, he was a part of, you know, Floyd coming here, right? So if Bill's going you know, to call the shots with personnel for the most part, that's good for Floyd. Exactly. You know? That's so, got to be. Yeah. And just to, just to briefly touch on that, um, by now it's been hammered out. Um, if you're listening to the radio, uh, to Houston radio all the time, then you already know. Uh, yes, it's been a, a somewhat of a, some people want to use the term train wreck, <laughs> but I want to look at things in the positive light because at this point, if we get here and we say, hey, Look at all the what happened wrong. And don't get me wrong. And again, I could say this so somebody doesn't say, man, he's just a homer. He's a Texans guy. I'm not even a Texans fan. You know me. Yeah, you're Steelers I work. Fan. I'm yeah. a diehard Steelers fan. My son's middle name. I said early Kobe. His middle name's Palomalu. <laughs> Kobe Palomalu. Imagine that. Straight up. I'm not even lying. Like, that's his name. But going back to the Texans at this point, hey, it is what it is, right? They took their shot. Maybe the timing is what. They say time is, is, is your best or worst enemy just outside of football, just in life, right? It can be. It could work against you or for you. Timing maybe wasn't what it, it should have been. Maybe it could have been planned out a little bit better after the ring ceremony, let's say, that the Patriots had. And then everything just happened so quick. Sure. That's where the things were messed up. But, hey, when you want something, you got to go and get it. You just happen to go, go up against the Patriots and all the puzzle pieces lined up to where they say, hey, we saw what you were doing here. And you're not going to do us like that. You're not going to come in here and take them. If you do, you're going to have to wait a year. Well, first they said, we're going to file tampering charges. And then they came out with, well, let's make a deal. 
Because if that's all they wanted, when the tampering charges, when you lose that, they're saying, whoa, 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 let's not lose it. We'll take it. Like, let's make a deal here. And when the Texans say, well, hey, we'll just sit out a whole year. We'll have other people take over those individual duties, and we'll get them next year. And this doesn't – I know it, the, the Texans are taking some negativity about this, but I would like to say this. Sometimes when things don't go the way you plan – it works out better for you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, look with the Colts and, you know, Josh McDaniels deciding at the last minute he didn't want to come there, right? And then they have to they have to hire somebody, well, Frank Reich, instead. He wasn't their first choice. But how'd that work out for the Colts, right? That worked out pretty good. They won a playoff game this year. Look at Daryl Morey when he wanted Chris Bosh. And then that didn't happen. And then all the medical stuff came out with Chris Bosh. And the Rockets would have been, you know, they would have been stuck with that. So... Just because this didn't work out the way the Texans planned, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a bad thing. We just have to wait and see. And I'm and I'm willing to do that at yeah. this point. It's the off season, and don't get me wrong. It's it's they're a professional organization. There's there's fans. Okay, give it to them, but then let's get over it. Yeah, like, like, let's let's move on and let's say, hey, what's next? Now, yeah, that what's next has to wait a whole year if they're going to do it this way. Yes. Uh, Bill O'Brien has to pick up other duties, which at this point, some people don't like the way he does his main duty. But hey, at this point, let's move forward and let's figure out what's going to happen because the ultimate plan was to get Casario. Yes, we know that. It's not going to happen right now. They dropped the uh, Patriots dropped the tampering charges. It's on hold now. Let's let, let it go. Obviously, they're going to try to get him next year on, on uh, respectably. It seems that's the case. And look, the draft's over. You know, all the big free agency stuff is over. You know, so whatever your GM's doing right now, it's not a whole lot. Now, when camp gets going and you start seeing other free agents get cut from other teams and then you want to start adding some guys, yeah, that's when you're going to need a GM. But that's a while away from now. Yeah, it is. And, like, for now, like, does it – is it – is it – does it hurt that you're paying another three and a half years to Brian Ain for for him not even being? Yeah, that hurts. It, it does, but you know what? That was Cal's decision. Exactly. You know, so if he's cool with it, then why do we? You know, why are we upset about him paying Rick Smith and, and Brian? People are acting, yeah, yeah, people are acting like it, they showed up on Monday and they were demoted and they took four dollars out of their paycheck. Yeah. You're like, wow, you lost four dollars out of your paycheck uh, an hour for that? Like you were demoted? Come on, let's get real here. Um, you you. Houston fan and Houston hater both they like to throw the nine and seven joke all the time. Well, last year wasn't nine and seven, and they came up against. Let's be real. The problem here was not that they lost to the Colts; it's the way they lost at home. They 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 came up flat. They got shredded. So that's the problem. But okay, so what changes if they would have lost a close game, thirty twenty seven to the Colts at home? Yes, don't get me wrong. You feel better, uh, but but does anything change? Does does this would Brian Gaines still be here? No, because ultimately they did it because they knew what they wanted. They wanted this before Brian Gaines, and they saw a shot, maybe a a few cocktails into the ring ceremony. Things got spoken, and it was there's a lot of buddy on buddy there, and they're like, man. Yeah, we're gonna get you. You sure you can? Come? Yeah, and it wasn't. It didn't happen to pan out that way. Cool. Hey, mistakes happen. Let's not dwell on it forever. Let's 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 see what happens. Yep, no doubt about it. We just gotta wait and see. It, it could work out really well. We just don't know yet. One thing I do know is that I'm about to start dropping some bets. Hour two of the show, Max Bomb City. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. 
Stay up to date with the latest innovations hitting the city of Houston by visiting innovationmap.com or follow them on any of your social media platforms. Just search Innovation Map.